This episode of Champ and the Tramp is brought to you by none other than Corona Seltzer. It's such a tasty beverage. We love it down here in the Champ and the Tramp room. I personally love hanging out in my backyard with it. How about you, Frank? Yeah, man, backyard by the pool, uh, you know, kind of just kicking it even around the house, man. Uh, put one of these down, th- definitely refreshing. Absolutely. Corona Seltzer, get yours today. But coming from where I came from, I said earlier in the show, my home was foreclosed on. I saw it. Yeah. Foreclosed on, knocked down, turned into a fucking parking lot. Still once or twice a week, I go and I stand in the parking spot because it's in my town. So I stand in the parking spot that my bedroom used to be just to kind of remember where I came from. And I live on now the nice street in my town in a multi-million dollar house that I fucking bought for cash. Good for you. It's because of this work ethic. And a lot of people are like, Dolce, that's impossible. If this dumb motherfucker could do it, right. honestly, if this motherfucker could do it, why can't other people? Real show. Here we go. Real show. Here we go. You know that it's got to be that time. So this is what we chant. What keeps on getting them all amped in advance. Come on. You and I rocking out with Iron Man F.E. You get the general's point of view on top of Roger's rants. We're never tapping out, we're putting the most minutes in. You already know what that's about. You know that win is win. Crush whatever's on task. Check the podcast. It's the champ and the tramp. Let the ball blast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Champ and the Tramp. We got a great guest in today. We have Mike Dolce in from Belmar, New Jersey, uh, author of The Dolce Diet, uh, four-time MMA trainer of the year, right? Sure, true. Yeah, this is the man. If you want to know about fitness or getting in shape or uh, a diet plan, this is the guy you want to talk to, man. And he's right here in Belmar, New Jersey, so also uh, has a podcast, The Mike Dolce Show, so check that out as well. My Thanks man. for coming in, brother. Yeah, good awesome. having you, man. Yeah, nice to be here. Obviously, Thank we you, go back being Jersey boys, you know. It was uh, always good to have to see you at UFC events in the past and have a little hometown love in, 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 uh, in, in you know, represented. I appreciate that, brother. Likewise, seeing what you've done, man, you really put the state on the map with this. So, oh, thank every, you, man. everybody loves Frankie. I appreciate yeah. it, man. Right thank on, you. Man. Thank you. So, so I, I know you were, you were with the UFC like directly for a long time, right? We were, yeah. Um, yeah, and still do. You know, we, we they send us some heavy, hard cases, let's say, you know, so uh, it's not, you know, I'm not an employee of the UFC, but I'm certainly on their uh, speed dial, okay. you know, when shit goes a little sideways, right, right, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Throw some names out there that Mike has trained, uh, Ronda Rousey, Johnny Hendricks, yeah. Thiago Alves, yeah. uh, Chael Sonnen, yeah. right, some pretty big names this guy's had on his roster, so. And I like to say the, uh, the, the worst of the best. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. Had anybody that was uh, in particular tough to uh, to get a weight cut? Oh, Tiago. I, saw, I, I said, mean, I saw you 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 had to cut like forty five pounds off Rampage or something like that, right? Forty five and fifty one. Wow. Fifty one for Machida. Forty five. Machida. Wow. And fuck how? one. You won the Machida fight coming down fifty one <laughs> pounds. Right. How, Crazy. How long? How long did you have to do that? Well, for Rashad, it was forty five. That was six weeks and no seven weeks and six days right so 45 pounds under eight weeks and that was training camp was over in liverpool england that was a tough one rainy cold you know it's grimy um bloody bloody liverpool (laughs) yeah the scouses over there and then the uh, Machida camp was about 10 weeks, but still 51 pounds in 10 I weeks, never knew man. Machida got that heavy. No, no, not no, no, Machida. No, he, he was getting ready for oh, Machida. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay. okay. I gotcha, I gotcha. And that was a grind. Rampage, too. I know, gets a little heavy, so I could see that happening. But, yeah, yeah. and, and uh, how, is he a motivated guy? Is he, 
he, he man he, he loves to spar right, and right. hit pads so mm -hmm. if, if it's sparring day mm -hmm. pad day he's down yeah any other day it, it was a challenge and then he just wasn't a strength and conditioning guy so he didn't mm -hmm. want to do the road work he didn't mm -hmm. want to do the stuff that makes it easier to get the weight off right. but also that you know keeps you healthy it's yeah. all the prehab mm -hmm. stuff that you know outside of the, the slanging and banging in the gym it kind of keeps the machine together yeah and uh just mentally he didn't enjoy that stuff and he definitely didn't enjoy the food like yeah. he didn't enjoy dieting he didn't enjoy anything clean or healthy really um even water was hard to get into him i've only ever um, seen him miss weight one time i think it was in japan and he missed by a lot like he was bader bader yeah, Ryan bader. yeah, yeah he was, that night yeah yeah he was way way off but uh has he missed a lot Never with me. Never with you. And that, that was after we, we had worked together. Um, but he did miss that Bader fight. Um, you know, I think it was six pounds or so. I do remember Oh, that. was that it? I thought it was a lot. I thought it was substantially more than that, yeah. Six pounds. Is, six pounds is a lot. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, that's a whole other uh, zip code, well, what's right? her What's her name? What's the, the jiu-jitsu girl um, with the huge boobs that was out for a bit, had the baby? She missed by a huge amount. Mackenzie Dern? Mackenzie Dern yeah. missed by a ton of weight. Once. I just feel like, I, mean, I don't know, you, you would know better. If the guys that miss over that much, they just... You're at the point where they just said, fuck it. Let's yeah. be real, right? It's funny yeah. you say that because yeah. the way I see it, if someone someone misses over three pounds, it's because they quit. Right. They quit yeah. on the way down. Yeah. You know. And, you, yeah. you dry up under three pounds, then it becomes more of a medical issue, right? Right. You right. know, and, and but even then, you know guys that will pull up. They'll get inside three pounds, and strategically, they'll pull up on purpose. Make it seem like they made it, you know, they tried to do it. The commission will sanction it, mm. but you know the last three pounds, man. Yeah, that's the that's the hard. The first thirty is easy. The last three are the hard ones. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's yeah. so when you start getting dry. Yeah. Chris, Chris Cyborg notoriously has really hard cuts, right? Yeah, yeah. And she's fucking. She, she's just huge, a big girl. Huge yeah. for forty five, yeah. even yeah. right. Right. Oh man, she is big. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cuts a lot. I, I, I mean, from what I hear, right? Girls have a little bit harder time because the hormones and all that stuff Menstrual as well. Menstrual cycle, I, all I, that. I call BS on that. Yeah. You know, and this is not to be, you know, sexist one way or the other. The way I see it, and I think this is you know, probably liberating for the mm -hmm. ladies here, is it's every human's different. The physiology per individual is is completely unique the way we see it. When we say lady time, like, and I work with a lot of the ladies, you know, on, on the combat sports, and we expect it to be their menstrual, menstrual cycle. We, we bake it into the cake, eight weeks out, 10 weeks out. We plan it to happen. And most of the time it happens anyway due to the stress. Like normally they're on a 28-day cycle, all of a sudden day 22 and it shows up right. because of the stress and fight week or however that works out. So we plan for it. Um, but no, I don't buy into that. When, when people say that, that shame on them, right? It's, it's like, you know, for if, if a guy were to wake up and, and blame like, you know, some boy, oh, I had a, a tummy ache, therefore I didn't make weight the next day. Blue balls. Roger blames blue, <laughs> blue, Roger balls. blue balls. Well, that's, a, that's fair <laughs> due to the swelling. I mean, he likes to make jokes. <laughs> <laughs> At my demise often, that's his go-to. Of course. So hence the tramp, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, yeah. But I, I see what you're saying. So then, no, it, it, you think it's just that's the built-in excuse, in a sense. It's it's it, not going to matter now because now now men can fight in women's sports, so really yeah, it doesn't right, doesn't right. matter at this point. Which is fucking crazy, <laughs> crazy, right? And like we see a little bit in weightlifting now. Yeah. You see that Connecticut track runner? That, oh that yeah, dude, just smoking the competition, smoking the competition. It's crazy. How is that fair? I feel yeah. bad for women's sports. Yeah. I do. It's it's not fair. And I'm not trying to be in any way disrespectful to the trans community, but how is that biologically fair? It, there's 
there appears to be a, a clear cut advantage and we can look at gender and, mm-hmm. and you know puberty and there, there's a bunch of metrics right that go into it mm-hmm. but past a certain point like can individuals choose their gender through medical means sure I'm, I'm fine with that people can choose do whatever you want right. but if you take a biological female who's born and lives as a biological female competes as a biological female and then you get another entrant into that competition that has a biological advantage which I think is clear cut. Is yeah, that, I don't is. think that's controversial. I think Come science on. speaks for itself there. Yeah. yeah, right. It's fucking hard to see that. I got two daughters. Yeah, right. Right. right? I mean, it, yeah, you're, you're essentially you, phasing out women's sports in that. That's it. I just wondered, though, like, let's be real. How many dudes are really gonna be like, "Fuck it, bro, I'm just gonna say I'm a chick." Like, I, I hope, I hope not many that are trying to like if, that are trying to just get the edge. Are they? Will they? You know. But, but you're if you, but if you leave that door open for them, there's gonna be people who do it, right? If if you never had a top you ten know? finish in your sport, yep. you know, as as a male athlete, and then you trans, you know, you you transition over and you compete in women's, and you're immediately the number one qualifier every time. Yeah, I mean that should tell you everything it needs to tell you about you have an unfair advantage. You yeah, know? so right. and you it, wouldn't see that vice versa. You would never see that. You know, in 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 if it was the opposite way, you know, where where men were going into women's sports, it would be, you know, or excuse me, the opposite where women were going into men's sports, you'd never see, you know, they would not be, it would be devastating, you know, but it's really killing women's sports. It that really would is. Be an interesting statistic to see how yeah. many biological females right. try and transition, but then they'd be on hormone replacement, right? Legal, right? right? So that would happen. But I also think about like college. Like, man, if, if you're kind of, like, on the cusp to, like, you can't quite get to the D1 school on a scholarship, but if you did, let's say, an unscrupulous person might say, hey, you know what? Like, I'm going to identify as a different gender yeah. so I can actually – this, this now opens you get money. a loophole now you get that. money to go to school. Dude, fucking 100 Gs a yeah. year maybe, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, that's real money now. women's scholarships right. as well, yeah. Right. yeah. It's interesting. It's, yeah. it's tough one, man, because, you know – you. you we live in a new world. You don't want to be disrespectful to anybody or what their choices are, but also there has to be a level of fairness. I mean, but I think that was what you, what you said about how, like a, a woman, say a woman wants to, like in a wrestling. I think it happened in Texas. I think I, maybe I have it wrong, but I think a woman wanted to wrestle with men, you know, because she was transitioning to be a man. Yeah, they wouldn't let her, and now she's getting all this, uh, taking all this, uh, you know, testosterone and stuff to be a man. She's crushing the women. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, agree, but yeah. that's almost like that's it works against them in that way too. You yeah. Know? Who who's the MMA fighter? That, that was Fallon Fox. Fallon right? Fox. Yeah. yeah. But Fallon Fox actually got beat by a woman. Okay. Yeah. How by Jermaine Durandamy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't Jermaine. Was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it Jermaine? Yeah, I, but, uh, I believe. No. I think no. No. I, I no? said wow. That's, I don't think so. Yeah. Can you can you pull that up? I thought Fallon it was. Fox was beat by a woman. I don't think it's Jermaine Durandamy. I could be wrong. Frankie knows the fight game better. I thought than it I do, was, but but anyway, Roger knows. I mean, either either. She was a poor MMA fighter, or not a great MMA fighter, or the girl that beat her was just a fucking badass bitch. Sure, you know, one of the two, and that's possible too, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but still, like the bone structure, their hands, like all right. everything's bigger. Well, let's be real. Yeah, you know, yep. especially you're a man most of your life. I mean, it's just you're a, you're a fucking man, dude, right? Uh, I I know, but so what? What is how, how does this get sorted? You know, I mean. But the new administration, that's the way it is. So how yeah, how how yeah, how, how does it get sorted? I guess it's been sorted. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's, I feel bad even for... Even though it's unfair. I feel bad for 
Our True daughters, our daughters, female yeah. athlete. No, my daughter is too young to be a real athlete yet. But no, if she but was, yeah, but I'm saying, she especially, was, especially, she especially if, this, if this people are dealing with it now, of a scholarship. Yeah. You don't think when they're there that age, not going to deal with it? You right. know, right. ten years from now, right. what does yeah. this turn into? Right, right, yeah, for sure. Well, got a name well, on that, buddy? Or no, I think it's the only Fallon Fox loss. Ashley Evans Smith, uh, uh, yeah, okay. that's a UFC yeah. fighter. Okay. Yeah. She's tough. She's a tough little girl. Yeah. I watched some of that fight. I don't think I watched the whole thing, but it was, it was, it was. It's like anything, though. Skill does matter, too. You know, right. skill Absolutely. definitely does matter. Right. Absolutely. Um, but if you take an even, like, say, even even playing field, you know, the guy that's the person that has been a man most of their life is most likely going to be stronger, fitter, you know, all those things. Yeah. You know? And that's. Unfortunately, support scientifically supported. Right? Yeah, they, they yeah. know that bone yeah. density, and, and you get you, you get labeled a bigot if you talk about science nowadays. So it's kind of crazy. I don't know. It depends on which part of science you support, though, right? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, right. Of course. you know, you don't wear the mask, you're denying science. Yeah, 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 yeah. People got to lose weight, yeah. <laughs> and you, you know, I know. You're those right. those right. are our most yeah. controversial shows talking about yeah. that, and yeah. we've we've kind of taken a little break from talking yeah. about it, but. Yeah, man. I mean, we've had Ian Smith on this show. Yeah, he's, I know, watched that, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yep. He, he's no stranger to controversy. And, um, yeah, people people get fucking heated about that, man. They 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 are so invested in their belief yep. that you are a threat to their personal health, even though they're wearing the mask. Yep. That, 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 I mean, the, the comments are, are just downright hateful, you know? It's... Yeah. Fucking crazy. crazy. And we know the mask doesn't work. Well, according yeah. to Fauci. Right? We know that, According right? to Fauci, yeah. now yeah. you're supposed to double and triple up on them. So. But Fauci <laughs> said, don't wear it. And the Surgeon General <laughs> right. said, don't yeah. wear it, right? Yeah. Now yeah. they're saying wear it. But right. here's here's a great one. You have to wear it in a restaurant. You walk in any restaurant or barista <laughs> and take whatnot, it off immediately and, when you sit down. And you see <laughs> this. Yeah. The whole time, they're touching the moist yeah. area of their nostril right. and their mouth, right? Right. right? And then they're they're touching your baguette or whatever else. And they're ringing the register. They're you know touching your tables. The salt and pepper it shaker makes no They're sense touching the mucus essentially right, right. that's fine because they got the mask on somehow yeah. it doesn't transfer or like when you sit at your table it doesn't transfer yep. you're cool right, you're sitting down but you're good <laughs> it don't work there frankie and i it's even though after you, 10 you, after 10 yeah only attacks you after 10 but you know we're we're of kind of the same the same concept the same idea thought process that you have but we've kind of just given up talking about it because we wear our masks where we have yeah, to because course. I'm never going to hold a local business responsible for something the governor has put in place. Yep. We wear it where we have to. Yep. The moment I don't have to wear that fucking thing, it's off my face. Yep. I've, I I don't feel like I need it. I'm young, healthy. Um, you know, we, we could talk. We could touch on this. We haven't talked about this because we took like a month off because obviously Frankie was in uh, fight camp. But my daughter, this is this is going back about a month ago. My daughter, I dropped her off uh, on a Monday morning at their mother's, and um, she went to school. Um, late in the day, I got a call from the nurse. Jenny got a call as well. Um, said, uh, your daughter saying she doesn't feel well, has a sore throat. So um, it was late in the day. We, we thought she was just trying to play hooky, get out of school. She yeah. did. She's done this once before, came home, played, and you know nothing was wrong, yeah. and just wanted to get out. So we wanted to like let her know that this you're not going to make a habit of this. So I think Jenny gave her a little tough love and said, listen, you know, you better not better not be making stuff up or whatever, you know. And there's no real. I mean, how do you how do you check if a kid's got a sore throat? Sure. A kid can say whatever, you know. So, but school policy was because of her symptoms, which are, were essentially just a sore throat. She had to go get a COVID test. Right to get admitted back to school, 
So um, Jenny takes her immediately right from school to uh, to a friend of hers. It's a doctor. They do the rapid test. Comes back negative. She texts me like negative. I was like, well, this is what I thought it would be. You know, yeah. not that I was overly concerned. She's young, healthy. Even if she had it, which yeah. I think almost all of us are going to get it at some point, right? Um, that she would be totally fine. Um, but so I wasn't like overly concerned. But I didn't think she had it because she was at my house all weekend, totally fine. You know, not a single symptom, nothing. Rapid was negative, takes the PCR test at the same time. That takes about 24 hours to come back. So that came in at some point late Tuesday night. I wake up Wednesday morning <laughs> to a text from, from my ex that says it's a positive test. Right? So I'm like, holy shit, holy fuck. You know? So now I don't know what to do. Yeah. I, I, you know, my job, I have to go through a whole checklist every morning to, to even you know, start my day. So I don't want to put anybody in danger, even though, you know, my personal view of it, it might not be their personal view. So I'm trying to be respectful. I call my boss Wednesday morning. You just didn't want to work. Huh? You just didn't want to work. No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. So I call my boss. I'm like, what what is protocol here? You know, I had direct exposure. He's like, well, you got to go get a test, you know. So I'm like, all right. So when Milani's test came back positive on Tuesday, she took uh, an immediate another PCR test, you know, uh, Wednesday. I'm sorry, Wednesday morning. So, um took another one right there on the spot. I went Wednesday morning, stood in line, went and got my rapid test, came back negative. So uh, I said, well, you know, my question to the nurse was, well, you know, my daughter's rapid test was negative. She took a PCR, which came back positive. Why Why does this negative hold any merit? I mean, can I be positive if she was positive? You know, I, not that I wanted to take the PCR test. Sure. I didn't at all. I don't. You know, I don't want to be put on some government no-fly list or some shit. Yeah. So You're already on that list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I said, well, I want the antibodies test because I'm, I'm confident that I had this. Not that I had any symptoms. I just think that if you're healthy and young and, you know, it's probably going to run through all of us at some point. And way back in December, not of this year, yeah. of last year, I, I had some of the symptoms. And I was actually in Florida but it was before it was even talked about, so I had no idea what I had. Yep. But I think it goes way back to then, which is kind of like just when it made landfall over here. So I did the antibodies test. That came back the next day. I had the antibodies. So at some point in time, I either didn't know I had it or yep. I had it like a year, over a year ago, right? So then uh, my daughter's test comes back. The third test she took, that comes back negative. So she got a negative rapid, a positive PCR, and the following day, the same the following day after her PCR, she retested and that came back negative. All in forty eight hours. So it's like, what? I, you know, I don't know what to believe. Was she was she a false positive? Yeah, sounds like it. It's it. So what data they go off of? And this is the hard thing because we talk about science denial. If you ask a question, you're denying science. Yeah. But, how are you supposed right. to? Yeah, how are you supposed to figure anything out without asking questions? Right. Yeah. right. We don't know because it's, it's we don't but know the, what it the, is. The scientific experts contradict themselves a lot constantly. So why why is it wrong for me to ask questions? It's funny, I've, I've had a, a few virologists and doctors on my show, and one of which, Dr. David Hawks from Australia, had him on in the springtime when it really busted open, and he his job is nasty viruses, right? This is what he does. He works in the lab and this does this thing. And he was saying, he's like, listen, like I'm riding to work every day on the bus, like no gloves, no mask, like I get there, I wash my hands, like the whole thing, like soap and water, happy birthday twice. Like the stuff we tell our kids to do, like just to raise them properly, is what this virologist is is saying to do. Uh-huh. Is the COVID strain nasty? Well, it, it could be, but he's like, I work with this and I this and this, like stuff that like 
if if the top opens, you have to leave the room for yeah. like thirty minutes, right. and they do the whole hazmat. I'm, I'm not, you know, giving it, you know, good uh, um, explanation here of what he had said, but essentially, his concept was what we said earlier: is if you have some sort of of health issue, severe health issue, comorbidity, you sure. are highly susceptible, just like pneumonia or cold season. These right. other things you should be aware of. You take greater precaution. If you don't have right. these issues, if you're of a healthy weight, you're of a fit, you know, of lifestyle, um, you don't have some of these other, you know, ticking time bombs, which is essentially what they are, because a lot of different life issues can turn on some of our genetic time bombs. Again, I'll go right, back to right. that. Well, COVID seems to be one of those things, mm -hmm. right? You know, you travel, fuck, you travel all the time. I travel all the time. I was traveling when, like, January, February, UFC Houston. I'm in, I'm in LAX. I'm, I'm in, you know, Houston International. I'm in Newark. I'm in Vegas. I'm bopping all around. Well, COVID is, like, rampant at this point. And planes are filled to capacity. Stat. It's insane, right? It's yeah. funny. I, I traveled in September in the middle of the COVID crisis. Dude, shoulder to shoulder, people right. with their masks off. Yeah. Like chilling yeah. on these planes. Make it make sense. And it, it was but if you question it, the believers will fucking rape you. Yeah, and you know? it was like, I'm sitting there, I'm looking around, and I'm like, everybody here is packed. Touch, literally, you're touching each other, right? The whole time, eating food, talking, doing this whole thing. And every so often, people put their masks on and off. But then <laughs> you can't walk in your local hardware store. Right. <laughs> Without being, you know, right. you know, has about three people in the store, and the store can fit probably, you know, thirty people at a time. Right. It, it's the but you can go to Walmart, and and you can oh, be balls seventy two deep in line. You know, it makes yeah. no sense. No, it makes I, no sense. So the ability, and and I actually got an Instagram ban or shadow ban actually on Instagram because I spoke like. If you wear the mask but walk around at high BMIs over thirty. Yeah. Well, you're actually denying science also. Yeah, we can be yeah. proactive. I right. can't help who sneezes on me, right. but I can certainly manage my own sure. BMI. I can right. get outside. I can exercise. I can take supplemental vitamin well, now C. Why, is that, vitamin why, why, why would you, as a guy that's in the know, yep. does, does the history, does the data, ha, has made this your life's work, why, why would you get a ban for just speaking the truth? Bro, I mean, it's insane. That. I mean, it's a, I have no it's a hypothetical they question. They don't fit the agenda that they want. Correct. The masses I knew. To I knew the answer to it, but I wanted to hear him say. Okay, it, I'm but, sorry. 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 That Shut blew up, my bro. mind because <laughs> I didn't like. It never affected me. You know, I'm just. I'm a fitness dude. I'm not a controversial guy. I'm pretty like. I'm trying to help people really, and that was the tone. Wasn't I? Didn't even think it was controversial. And I'm not saying. I'm where do wear your mask. Like right. follow yeah. the rules. Yeah. Don't get in trouble. Like the whole thing, but. Man, you better go for a walk. Like, stop eating right. the Doritos and the queso at eleven o'clock at night, right. Netflix and chilling. You need to tone it back a little bit. How does he know, Roger? <laughs> <laughs> Busted. <laughs> you know, and that so was damn that good, was though. the tone of it. So yummy. From there, oh, I was getting you know like a thousand you know new followers a week or so. You because you know your metrics, right? right. You, you know, got that growth for years. It was just you know growing nice and steady. All of a sudden, I was getting negative. Yep. For every like I you know I was losing like eight hundred followers a week, and not because. Now, all of a sudden, they hate my fucking quinoa pasta post, right? Because it was like that one post, but from there, it was, it was off the cliff. Yeah. And I, I've been, you know, stuck at like the same level for same. Mine actually like went half down. a year or so now. Mine actually went down recently, and I'm like, well, I mean, why would that be? But listen, I'm, I'm not, it's not about a popularity contest. No, I'm still no, going to no. be me. I'm not going to, I'm never going to speak things that I, I don't actually live and believe in just to be popular, you know? Okay. So, I'm good, buddy. Yeah. You all right? Yeah, yeah. You okay with that? Yeah, I'm crying a little right. bit on the inside. I'm crying on the inside, but you can't see it. You might, I'll call you later. You pick me up out of the shower. Yeah, yeah. My dad's in Maine. <laughs>
Yeah, no, I, none of this made sense from the get go. I feel like I think that's the big that's the biggest thing that gets me. You know, just like even now we're on the planes. Like I just flew back. Yeah. You know, we're on the plane. It's fucking literally shoulder to shoulder. They're like, oh, we're gonna we're uh, releasing the plane by rows now. Dude, we're just literally shoulder to shoulder the whole fucking time. Now you're gonna tell us we have to separate on to get off this motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. Come on, it doesn't make sense. Yep, yeah. logical sense yeah. whatsoever. No, that's crazy. And who are we listening to? It's it's funny because the people who are making the rules would never let you into their house. They might let Frankie into their house, right? Yeah, everybody fucking loves Frankie, but you and I, let's say. Right. They don't give a fuck about us. Right, most right, of right. these, po- and I worked in politics and for a, a lot little of bit, them local have, politics. A lot of them have been very hypocritical and been caught. Caught, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, oh yeah. it's all bullshit. Yeah. It's not for the public good. You know, right. po- po- politicians are public servants. That's that's the role. That's what mm-hmm. they should be. But they're not. Most of them, it's an ego trip, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And people who rise in politics often don't care to serve the people. Yeah. They start to serve the needs of those who support them. Well, 40, 50 years in, you know, when, you, when you've when been in politics for 40, 50 years, most of your entire adult life, I, I think you lose uh, the, the spectrum of what you're there for. You know what I mean? You start to, to, you start well, to become a little... Well, it becomes the game, right? right. It's just, it's, how do I get reelected? That's yeah. all it is. How do I please my lobbyists? Well, there should, be term, yeah, there should definitely be term limits, you know? Agreed. Senate and Congress, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, no, they were no there, question. there. You got look yeah. at guys, and I'm... All sides, right? right. They're all, yeah, all sides. They're all yeah. dirty, all yeah. to be yeah. fair. So this isn't Republican or can, right. you know, Democrat right. or anything. But you look at guys like Bernie. Guys like Bernie who, who you know, campaigns on being a socialist. The man's a multimillionaire with three homes. Yeah. How does that... That yeah. doesn't make sense, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't see how that actually makes sense. Because the words that he says do not match the life that he lives. Yeah, yeah, if true. he truly was, right. man, he'd be living in, in a little one-bedroom. You know, nice. He doesn't right, have to have right, bad right, right. things. But he'd be living a simple life. All that would be gone to charity. Maybe would have built a little school or something like that, right? But that doesn't happen, right. you know. And on all all sides, again, you know, just to be clear for all, all the people out there that are getting sure, pissed yeah, off, it's on, it's on both sides, no so question. That doesn't seem to make sense. So when they do then try and set policy, the they've already taught us, in my opinion, that they're biased. Right? How do I trust you, dude? Yeah. You know, it's funny to bash Bernie here for another second. He came out like when he was running for president and he's like small businesses that are owned by family of four people have to pay forty thousand dollars per year to keep their health insurance. I was like, whoa, I run a small family business in New Jersey and I'm a family of four and I pay eighteen five to have great fucking and that's expensive to mind you like eighteen K a year to have health care. I never fucking use. That's a lot of money. Yeah. But it's less than half of what Bernie was telling the entire country is what the average American has to pay. Right. And we're in one of the most expensive states. Oh, yeah. Right. So that was another reason I was like, this motherfucker is, is either lying intentionally or his staff is completely incompetent. But both issues are Our a problem. problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No both question. issues make no me question. not trust them. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. And these these go green guys, you know, these the. The the people that, that hey, don't don't shit on my Tesla stock, homie. <laughs> hey, now. No, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not hating on that at all. <laughs> They're Pelosi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, you know fly private jets everywhere yeah, and put just Gore. tons of metric tons of carbon into the atmosphere, and then will land their private jet and then preach to the masses about how important it is to to be green. Yeah, like yeah. you're 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 not you're not living. What you're preaching yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely. It's such hip- hypocrisy, you know? Absolutely, man. All right, well, let's get back to Yeah, man, man. we got, we, we're going to get, get shadow banned. Where's my tinfoil hat? <laughs> <laughs> how can we get Roger down to, to light heavy? <laughs> right, what do you weigh right now? 
250. I got to put that beer down first. Yeah. <laughs> first things first. You know, I have never, so I, I, I grew up in a little tiny town of Maine. I no was, sports. They had no sports. This no, town no. had no sports. We didn't That's have, we, we, we didn't have, we didn't, we didn't have much. We didn't have much. We had the basics. You had, had barbells, bro. Look at that photo. We had, uh, damn. yeah. Uh, no, that, no, Maine didn't have barbells. New Jersey had steroids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, yeah, we had we had, I had a varsity ladder in fly fishing and log rolling. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay fair. That's a good one. And okay. sister kissing. No. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh! Don't you have a sister? I hey. know, but I didn't participate in that event. Um, yeah. So uh, my my whole life, I was I, I had a growth spurt like my junior year of high school when I was six four. Before I, tall, lanky, skinny dude. So my entire life, like when you're tall and skinny, you want to be bigger, bro. Sure. So. You know, I didn't join a gym until I was like 27 years old. It was Jersey, yeah. Shit. I, 27 or 28. First gym. Probably spent the first year in a gym, like, really not fucking knowing what I was doing. Too too much pride to ask anybody, like, yo, give me a hand. I trained with my buddy Danny that went there for social. What's up, Danny Bonder? Went there with, with him for like a year. That He just went there to pick up chicks and social hour and shit. We didn't really work out. Yeah. I was like, you know, but then I was like, I, I want to be a bigger guy. So... I never have done a diet my entire life. Never been on a diet. It's I, I just do common sense. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you get out what you put in, basically, yeah. is what it is. Now, that's not saying that I don't ever eat shitty, but I, I don't eat shitty on a regular basis. But I've never done a diet. I probably should because I'm 45 now. Yeah. I probably have more body fat than I've ever had right now at this point in my life, especially in my gut. So I probably should do a diet for the first time in my life. So maybe but, we, maybe we will talk. But you feel you feel like it's a diet, or is it just? It's got to be your lifestyle, right? I mean, right. if it's if it's going to be like a whole. Well, that but I feel you know, like something I you do every day. Yeah, yeah. and you know? it is the lifestyle. What right. you eat is a part of the lifestyle, right. and that's the approach that we take. It's 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 not the chicken and the quinoa, man. That right. that's the easy stuff. Everyone knows that. So why aren't you doing the things you need to be doing to live a healthier life? Now, I'm not saying you're not healthy or not happy, but in general, those people listening right now, people know as they sit there in the quiet times, they're all alone. You know where you're fucking up. Yeah. Those are the things we need to start addressing. But most people hide away from that. And I, I say that we lie to ourselves more than we lie to anybody else in the world. Right? You will constantly lie to yourself. You will build this narrative about how great you are, how hard you work, how special, how deserving. Yeah, yeah. You've earned it. And it's all fucking bullshit. Right? Everybody needs to put in the fucking work. And we all need to suffer a little bit. We need to yeah. go through that, ugh, that bite down moment, that fuck, that delayed gratification. And we need to be pushing these things farther down the road. It's like you wake up, man. You're cool. You're, 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 you're cold. You're, you're, you're tired. You're sore. Dude, you're fucking lonely. You're scared. Like all this shit. Let's get the fuck up. I mean, you got to get the fuck up, put on your shoes, walk out the door and go. Right. No matter how you feel, right. it's the same thing with nutrition. Like nutrition for me is I, I do a thousand consultations a year. I do four consultations a day, five days a week with, with regular folks, non-athletes. And that, that's a different part of my business. I make it a point to speak with these people around the world every day to see what's happening out there. And I'm, I'm addicted to it now. I don't care if you're in Sri Lanka, you're in Singapore, you're in fucking Montreal or wherever else you are. These people are from all backs, you know, all, all backgrounds, billion dollars and fucking broke, almost homeless. Right. It's all the same bullshit. Everyone, they're just like, oh, man, I just don't, you know, yeah, I know I should be doing it, but I'm not doing it. Right. And why not? It's like, man, it comes down to a hug. Right. You either got a fucking hug when you didn't deserve it or you didn't get a hug when you probably did. And you need to get over that shit. And just start fucking moving. So kind of like, you know, condensing like a, a bigger conversation here. But it all comes down. Like, what's your goal? Yeah. Man, I, I need to fucking lose weight. Like, 
all right, well, put down the fucking beer. I'm going to use you now as, mm-hmm. as the muse. Sure. Put down the fucking beer. Right. What are you going to do now? I'm going to grab a, a glass of water. I'm going to drink the fucking water. I'm going to go home and I'm gonna eat something clean. For sure. I'm going to keep good, healthy, fresh things moving through. You know what? I'm not watching Netflix tonight. I got to get up at six tomorrow. I'm going to bed at nine tonight. I'm going to get a good solid eight hours of sleep. Boom, I'm going to wake up before the fucking alarm goes off. I'm not going to deal with that stress in my life. I'm going to start easing into a different lifestyle, to your point. And that's what it is. From there, we start gaining momentum. But most people, they'll fucking pull the covers back over their head. I'm sore. I'm tired. I'm scared. I'm lonely. I deserve to lay here. I worked so hard yesterday. It's like, no, you didn't, motherfucker. Not one of us worked hard enough yesterday. And we can certainly work harder today. That that's my attitude. And that's right. kind of really what I try to instill in people. You don't have to be a bikini fucking chick. You probably get a lot of calls and a lot of interest January one of every year, I bet. And but, then people just don't seem to have longevity in it because it's year there's round. comfort in being lazy. I mean there is. There's comfort in, in you know, like just grabbing a donut at ten a at ten PM and, and eating it. I mean that's but it's, it's comfort. comfort. That is well, it's instant gratification. It's hiding. Yeah. You, you do that to get the dopamine hit to right. feel better. And as soon as you fucking swallow that, you feel like a piece of I shit. I agree. Yeah. That's that's why I try not to do that. And the when I do do it, in. I say it all the time. I mean, I, I've gone a record many times saying, you know, not talking about the diet part of it, but going to the gym, which I think is should always be coupled with diet. Yeah. I don't fucking enjoy working out, man. I don't I don't like lifting weights. I'm not yeah. in there like fucking and I see some dudes on Instagram and shit that I really think love it. I don't. Not at this stage, right? I I don't. Yeah. But I like how I feel when I leave there. Yeah. I really yeah. like yeah. how I feel well, when I walk like out it. of there. Then you like it. Yeah. Then you like it. Yeah. I guess so. You know what I mean? I don't like the the I like the the euf- I guess the euphoric feeling of saying you're not like everybody else. You you came here, you 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 put in work and you know when you when you when you have your 25 year high school reunion hopefully you don't look like everybody else you look a little different you know but how about this like how much more is it your diet than training people don't realize that oh bodies are made in the kitchen right it's all diet right yeah training is it's funny the the longer i've been doing this the more i realize training has almost almost no impact if your diet isn't set if your diet's set then training is really going to sculpt something special. Right, right, right. If right. the diet isn't in place, I don't care what you do. And we probably all, we all have buddies. Man, they're they're actually pretty serious about the gym. Yep. They come home, they eat like shit. They yep. fucking look terrible. They die a heart attack at fifty eight. Yeah. Right. It's because their diet is a mess. I use it. You know, get two twin brothers. One eats perfectly. Doesn't do anything. Just goes for walks. Thirty minute walk a day. Works his job. Good posture. Does a little bit of yoga. Whatnot. Perfect diet, organic, everything, right? Not a vegan, omnivore, but perfect everything. And you got the other other bro, man. He's he's running, you know, three miles a day. He's slanging the weights. He's doing a little kickboxing class, but he's ordering pizzas and pork roll, egg and cheese, box of donuts on the weekend, hitting the brunches, wings and beer. Who's who looks better? Yep. Who's fitter? Who lives longer? Yep. That's the easy one, right? We yeah. we know that right out of the gate. So again, diet is everything, and diet's the easiest thing to control. It's 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 all day. It's what you do, right? Because I have to eat again, so then it's it's a choice. I'm I'm choosing now to either be healthy or to be sick, and we try and instill the concept of it's very black and white. You need to be mindful of your decisions. You need to be intentional of your decisions. You need to take accountability for those decisions. It's like, man, dude, fuck my my daughter's birthday was the other day. I come home and there's there's birthday cakes just sitting on my table after I got home from the gym. Like, nope, like, you know, bam, hit the way, like, you know, get the, the, and we got great food already, you know, the healthy food's already sitting in the house, it's not like, 
cake is the only thing sitting there. It's like does, can, does Mike Dolce ever have a cheat day? Ever? I, never. Never. Cheat day, my wife won't let me. Okay. <laughs> 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 do, do, but yeah. it's the same thing. We have an earned meal. Yep. Cheating is negative. Why would I have this negative association? It, but an earned meal fair. is yep. something I can work towards. Okay. And this actually started with Chael back for the Anderson fight. Yeah. It was, he's like, man. and Saw so he said some nice things about you. Chael? Yeah. He's, he's a man. Chael's awesome. You know, geez, I don't want to blow his cover, but he's actually a really good guy, right? We know. You know, Chael. Absolutely. Um, but the earned meal is, you're like, oh, every Sunday, Sunday, Funday, man. It's a cheat day. Like, look at you, you fat fuck. Like, you didn't earn that. Why do you get yeah. to eat a pizza, blow your diet on Sunday? It takes three days to actually break back to zero after one bad meal. All that Im- nasty impacted food matter, what it does to your blood sugar on a, on a hormone level, it just disrupts your digestion, infl- systemic inflammation throughout the body. One bad meal will set you back three full days. So if I have a bad meal on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, shot, I don't get to zero until Thursday. Then I got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I'm fucked again on Sunday. Yeah. Those are the people we see in the gym, three sets of 10 on the bench press. Like, dude's in here every night. They're here. They're in here every night, but they're doing about the same thing. Yeah. They don't look any fucking different because they're doing that Sunday fun day cheat day. That mentality. So what we do? It's not like no live. You know, at my kid's birthday party. Yeah, I had cake at my kid's birthday party. I had some pizza, but that morning I got up. I crushed a fucking nasty squat workout. I went and did bear crawls in in the sand dunes. Like I dropped my carbs in the two days prior, knowing I'm going to crush some food. Mentally, I had to earn that. Right. That becomes the mentality. I woke up the day after her birthday probably looking the best I looked in two months because yeah. everything just filled back out again. And I think we're the same age, too, you yep. know, 40, 45, right? Yep, 45 yep. in yep. April, yep. so right there. And it's I'm June, so we're just right there. Yep. It's harder. Yep. As you get older, that's certainly true. We know that. But we can always control nutrition. Right. You know, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not at some square, right? You know, I'm totally fucking normal dude. Pork roll, egg, and cheese, right? This is where we live, man. <laughs> yeah. Hard to be healthy here. Mm-hmm. But, dude, I want to see my great-grandkids. Yeah. Yep. I want to be a part of that. So then it's like either health or sickness. It's my choice. So every meal in front of me, it's, it's a simple choice. And this is something that I, would, I hope that people embrace in life. You have the power. I think you show that. Your career shows that. Who you are as a man shows that. In spite of adversity, you can still fight and fucking win and overcome it. Right, you do not have to just fucking bend over and cow down and quit and take a knee. Fuck you, motherfucker. Like I'm moving forward, right? That type of attitude. Right. But that type of attitude should be applied to every aspect of I life. Agree. And I think people at home need to know that. Because everyone at home has that in them. Yeah. There's a there's a battle they're fighting, right? Have you always been programmed like that your whole life? Like would have that passion? And- I grew up in a really bad environment. Yeah. And I think it wasn't intentional. But I needed to, to get out, right? I needed to find a fight my way out. Poverty and like no heat, electricity, no running water in my home. Lived in my car my senior year of high school. Like nobody knew. It was oh, all wow. like, so I like hid this thing. I was trying to be normal, yeah. like fighting. But I started working when I was eight years old in earnest. My father had a massive stroke. Like lights got shut off, no food. Go to school to eat food. Breaking into the local wow. rec center to like take a shower to be normal and whatnot. So that kind of forced this thing in me, whatever it is, which, man, I could have been like drugs or like working for collecting. You know, I was working for a bookie for a while. Like, you know, coming up around here, there's easy ways to go off track. I found wrestling. I found discipline. Like I really found that approach. And I knew I had to channel this in a positive way. I can serve people. I can help people. Like I can. And I had an aptitude for science, thankfully, like honors, math, honors, science, never tried, never studied and just 
came to me, thank God. Um, and I went with that, right? So that kind of pushed me in this direction and I just ran with it and kept going, you know? So it's like, I, every day I wake up like the lights are about to get shut off in my house, right? I know it's not gonna fucking happen, we're good. But inside me, right. man, it, that's, it's Life's like- that fire. It, yeah, it's, it's right there. So to answer your question, not intentional, but if, if a dude like me can fucking move forward in life and, and hit a couple goals, you know, relative to my ability, everybody can do it. Because right. most people are, have great opportunity, right? They, they have a solid foundation to start with. So then it's all this, like, the, the hug issue. We got to get over that shit, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I had a sob story too. Like, people right, got worse right. stories. Yeah. Some people don't have as bad. Eat a fucking way. It doesn't matter. What are you going to do today? Yeah. You're going to eat a fucking piece of cake, piece right. of pizza now? Your doctor just said you got high cholesterol. You know, LDL's fucking off the charts, HDL's in, in, in your shoes. Right. What are you going to do? You got two kids at home. Right. Like that type of attitude. And these are kind of the conversations I have during those consults with people. And they're like, holy shit. Like, and the doctor's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, just, you know, yeah. take. Take a little, take a little pill. Well, I think yeah, that's true. When you're when you're constantly referencing something that happened in your life, you know, and it was, uh, and I'm I'm not saying I've you know, gone through any crazy adversities or anything, but when you're constantly referencing that and that's your point for failure, you kind of never really get to live your life, you know. Yeah, absolutely, and that's a, <clears throat> a lot of people get stuck on that. Yeah, they get stuck of you know some little trauma. We all have them. Yeah, but dude, that was ten years ago, twenty right. years ago, thirty years. ago. That was yesterday, even. That was yeah. this morning. Now yeah. what? Right. Kind of that attitude. We know, and another thing. Is we focus on on three years. So three years from now, where you want to be? We we sit down. It's like, dude, tell me what you fucking been up to. It's like, bro, like, bang, bang, bang. You start just rattling off wins. In order for that to happen, what do you need to do right now? For that to happen, the cruise, the the pyramids, the fucking jets, like the 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 dynasty. What do you need to do today? Right. Next, it's like literally, it's that next decision. Yeah. Oh fuck. Does that involve whatever this this nonsense is we're about to do? No. Well, that's an easy decision. So it's a great way for us to stay accountable, I think, in order to hit that, especially when it comes to fitness, right? Deal with a lot of people, once again, that they're, you know, the 25 to 55-year-old demographic, and they're all fucking sliding off the cliff. Like 76% of, of the of 76 percent of American adults are either overweight or obese. We're the highest in in the world as far as countries go? We're, we're certainly up there. Yeah. We're, we're one of, if not, we always kind of, you know, we're out right there. Right. It's first world nations because we have everything. Right. We don't have to fight for our food anymore. Right. We don't have to, even have to. We don't have to walk anymore. Well, I mean, I'm, <laughs> who, who here gets food delivered to their front yeah, porch? Uber, right? Uber right. eats, right? Right. What about stress? Stress is a big factor, right? It's the killer. Yeah. It's the killer, and we all have it. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I worry about that with myself because I, I wear my stress hard, and I've, I always have my entire life. And I think you're just programmed a certain way, and. You know, I, I would love to think there there are things I probably should do. I'll never be a medication guy. I went that route for a very brief period and, and, and didn't work out. It didn't have any benefits to it that I could see. But I probably should do some more shit like Jesse does. I probably should like meditate. And, yeah. you know, you, you hear that word meditate and you're like, I'm a fucking man's man. I'm not going to fucking meditate. But it, I mean, it's a holistic way to address that issue. Yeah. Obviously, you're in, you know, what you put in your body is another way to yeah. to to address that. But, yeah, I've always worn my stress on my sleeve man I've, i always have so I, I hope that i'm not one of those stats for my kids where i drop dead at fucking 58 because because stress took such a toll on me but it's it's just it's hard to reverse something that you've been programmed to and there's a lot of things that i should be doing to be proactive 
to address them. Things like meditation. You know, I probably should. We have a good friend Jesse that is meditates every day, and he's kind of lives. He also by suns his asshole. So, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Take it for yeah. a grown up. Whoa, <laughs> bro, he does weird shit. He puts like <laughs> glasses of water out on his lawn when it's a full moon, so they like no crystals. He put he no no char- that's in his he, water. no no char- full moon he right. does it too yes yeah. no he charges his crystals in the full moon oh right right yeah, yeah. but then drinks the and water drinks and, the yeah, yeah he does some crazy shit he internally yeah. ejaculates yeah. into himself yeah he does <laughs> he does some weird shit but yeah he got himself got himself pregnant last week <laughs> I like to meet Jesse maybe not shake his hand he's he's in he's in he's in phenomenal shape he's like fucking six percent body fat or something but right. Yeah, so I I should take you got a I, tan honey hole. Yeah, tan <laughs> asshole. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, man, stress is is real. Everyone suffers from it. We all have uh, it. You have to be aware of it. You have to address but it. But doesn't that? Uh, what it's cortisol, right? Cortisol is the hormone you release when you stress out, and that that is, makes like losing weight hard, right? It, yes. So like, if you're let's say weight cutting weight, right? Mm-hmm. Man, how often have you been in? Maybe not you. I'm not sure, but most athletes' weight cuts are very stressful. And they're like, dude, I just dried up. I stopped sweating. It's because you were freaking the fuck out. Because they were trying to, they were literally, your team was trying to kill you, locking you in a fucking sauna, making you fucking pummel for two hours or whatever it was. That whole stress-inducing environment, there's a whole array and it's individually unique to the person, but it's similar in, in general, that there are these stress hormones that are released and they are survival hormones, fight or flight, cortisol is released, kind of fight or flight. At the same time, they are inflammatory by nature. And they disrupt a lot of what the body should naturally do, right? So each person is slightly different with that. But you're like, when we oversee weight cuts, fucking cool, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, God, yeah. I wish we could smoke weed and cut weight at the same time, right? That <laughs> that's what I really need in my life. I really need, that's what I need in my life. So, some weed. Some weed, but I can't do it because of my job, you know? But that oh, would probably shit. level me right. Yeah. That would probably level me right out. What's your job? I, I'm in the union. I'm a union guy. Yeah, so we get we get randoms all the time, and hopefully, know. in uh, my brother-in-law uh, works for Transit. Yep, and man, so, do, so does Ligori. It'd be better for him for sure, also, but he can't because of the right. job. I get it. Right. So when I was out in Nevada, weed became legal when I was there. Right, it was awesome, right. and it was like, but you couldn't do it on the job. But slowly, all the jobs started to fall and open it up. Right. So uh, okay. hopefully, now in Jersey, maybe you're still two years out. Right. But all of a sudden, those will start to fall because now it's legal, it's medicinal, there's these benefits, right. and then right. it's like, you know, on the job you can't, but how do they tell? Then they start to focus on thresholds. I, I, you know, I was read something, too, that like a microdose of um, mushrooms or uh, what is it? What, what is the psilocybin? psilocybin. Yeah. Um, just, like, just like a microdose of that one time has the same effects as antidepressants that will carry you through like an entire month. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know, it's crazy. That's, I feel like that's what I need in my life, but I'm scared to death to do it because I don't want to lose my job. You know. That's, yeah. No, you don't. You don't, you don't mess with that, of right. course. But I'm, I would never go the alternative, and that, I did it once, and and it was I, you know, heavy medication, and I saw very little results. If anything, I think it made it worse. And sure. I cold turkeyed it, and I literally, you're not supposed to cold turkey that stuff, especially that I was I was wow. crying at tampon commercials. I spent about I spent <laughs> about I spent about six months just crying and. Coming off? Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I it was a couple weeks where yeah. I was just super emotional. I didn't know. I didn't understand why. Wow. You know, uh, I mean, I, I told this story one other time. The the North Carolina trip. I was started dating. I started dating this girl, and I was like, 
we were going to go down to see a, a, a girl that was sick, very sick with cancer and wasn't going to make it. So I wanted to take the ride because she couldn't make it to Jersey. So it was already emotional. It was already upsetting. We knew she had terminal cancer. I was already upset. And I was going to go visit my, my best friend, Bobby, who was buried in North Carolina. So that was upsetting as well. And I, I literally fucking spent half that trip crying. And I was like, I'm really not this emotional <laughs> that much. What the fuck is wrong with me? Well, I, I was in a new relationship. I was like, yeah. I don't need fucking antidepressants anymore. And I cold turkey them like a couple days prior. Yep. And, f- bro, a tampon commercial would come on. I'd be like, ah! You know what I mean? It was, it was weird <laughs> shit, bro. And I'm, I'm not much of a crier, but... Yeah, the girl was looking at me. I mean, I still with her to this day, but she fucking was looking at me. We still make jokes about it to wow. this day. She was looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong? She was crying at one point in the car, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, bro. Oh Antidepressants are, are nuts, and I'll never I'll never do it again. Yeah. Never do it again. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's just brutal honesty, man. I swear it is. Appreciate that. <laughs> Appreciate that. So how, what led you to, to this field? It was a, What'd you say? A, a passion for science. I really enjoyed that. Um, wrestling, of mm-hmm. course, you know, fucking just fell in love with the sport. Losing my dad when I was young, mm-hmm. right? So we even go back even <clears throat> further. You know, I wrote my second book, Living Lean. It was like very cathartic. I was like, holy fuck. It's like like I was sitting on a fucking, you know, a, 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 a shrink's couch and writing that because I'm like going back through these stories trying to tie it together. I was like, fuck, man. Like I've just been like trying to save my dad all these years. And also save the little boy from, like, losing his dad, right? I'm trying to help these people fucking live longer, live better lives, right. and, like, right. keep families together. And, it like, working with athletes was not an afterthought. I was just good at it. But I was just trying to help people. Like, I was working with, like, bank tellers, and, like, I get a lot of satisfaction from that, right? Yeah. And, like, then, you know, Randy Couture gave me a job offer in 2004 to go be the head strength coach out there because I'm, like, a, a meathead dude, you know, in the gym training and whatnot. And then the diet was kind of an add-on. So, like, jump through. And I started, you know, with, like, um, you know, Dante Rivera right. when he yeah. fought Ring of Combat, like, yeah. Jose Rodriguez, if you remember those yeah. days, yeah. and oh, Pellegrino, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. I was I was doing this, and those were still NHB days before right. Unified right. Rules came through. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm still running around doing this stuff. Um so kind of, you know, you fast forward into like through that into then the Team Quest days Head strength coach Team Quest 04 pre-Tough One. Like so Tough One didn't even happen right. yet. And I'm, dude, there's no fucking money doing this stuff. And I'm in the gym literally cleaning toilets. They kind of like bait and switch me on the job <laughs> offer, right? I was gym janitor. And they pay me eight bucks an hour, four hours a day to do that. And then I coach 40 of the world's greatest athletes for free. No shit. Yeah, man, that, that, that was gangster. But it worked out, right? So I'm not, not complaining. It wow. worked out, but that was some gangster as yeah, you know, business yeah. on their part. And I think they got a good deal out of it yeah, too. Yeah. But in time, I was you know working with all these athletes and then the whole diet thing kind of took off. There's a lot of great in-the-gym strength coaches out there, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a good one. But the nutrition thing really differentiated itself. That's what everyone was talking about. All the athletes would come to me for diet advice. And they had, you know, other op- I mean, Randy the Natural Couture was there, right? Right, right? They were coming to me for the diet advice, and that started to grow. Then other athletes would start to call me for diet advice from other teams. Then it was like, damn, this is, it really started to grow in a straight word of mouth. Um, and I wasn't even fan. I was like, dude, I'm like, I'm a strength coach. Like, that, I'm in the gym. Like, I'm writing strength programs most of the time. And I, I still love kind of that part of it, the physical training and whatnot. And then that started to grow. And I had to fight to make money. I had to fight to feed my family, right? So I like to fight. I liked. To, I was training every day. Like I was training pro practice, and Lindley was like, "Dude, he's like, what do you weigh?" I was like, two twenty. He's like, "You make 70? I was like, "How long?" He's like, six weeks." I was like, "Yeah." 
all right. Damn. It was like cut down, like, and then all of a sudden, like, dude, 500 bucks cash? You fucking crazy? Like, you think, like remember those days, right? <laughs> was, you know, early 2000s or so. Then it was like, damn, I could make a couple grand a month, which was, I was making eight bucks, $32 a day before taxes, cleaning toilets. I can make $500 one fucking night. Like, I'm in shape. And that kind of whole thing took off. Which I think made me a better coach because I'd gone through, you know, 30 plus MMA right. fucking style weight cuts and whatnot. Um, and then just traveling with the athletes and the thing kept growing. Then, you know, Ultimate Fighter, I, I made my way on the Ultimate Fighter as a, a four and four, like a journeyman athlete, right? So I get on the Ultimate Fighter. Was the, same, the same year as Dante, right? Was that the same, same season? Yeah, we were, yeah, yeah, Dante, yeah, yeah, we were roommates, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. I was his coach, like, right, you know, right, in yeah, real yeah. life. And it was Dante was on the show and Gerald Harris, the three of us. <laughs> You know, we all kind of, you know, bro it up. It was awesome. We had the best room in the house. Um, our own bathroom, like bunk bed, you know, it was, it was fucking awesome. And we were like the adults in the house, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thir- maybe 32. I was an older guy right. for that show, right, even at that point. Uh, that was awesome, man. And uh, Rampage, you know, I was. it's funny because I'm the ultimate fighter. I coached. I was asked to be in the corner of every athlete on my team and then two athletes on the other team, which I think showed that I was – yeah, knew your shit. They, the guys, they gravitated towards yeah. me. And I, like, I wasn't trying. I was like, dude, I'm trying to win this show and get the yeah. money. And, like, they all, like, who do you want? I go on Dolce in my corner. And, it, it, like, that's, I think, just a byproduct, I think, of, of whatever this thing that I do is. And then kind of went through that. Rampage hired me as his full-time coach. Moved down from, from Oregon to, to SoCal to be with him for a year. Nobody trains in SoCal. For everyone in SoCal, you guys know it's fucking true. I mean, maybe, maybe now, but back in those days, nobody would show up on a beach day. Nobody's in the gym. Right, right. No one's in the gym 11 yeah. o'clock on a Tuesday, right? And then I went to Vegas, and I started this fit camp for women. So all the strippers, all the dancers, all the Cirque du Soleil ladies, and I was getting like $250 a month for them to come in. I had like classes of like 50 ladies, and then it was like plus diet, so hooking up with their diets. And, man, it just kept growing. You know, like, you know, I put books out. We started, we independent published our books as an independent, independent publisher. Those things took off. Um, and it, it's, there's been a lot of things I'm trying to condense, you know, fucking 20 years, 15 yeah, years, yeah, and, and, sure. you know, this quick part, but it really started to grow. So a lot of people, they associate me, oh, he's that weight cut guy. I'm like, man, I'm actually, I'm a longevity guy. <laughs> right, right. Like, I'm not a weight cut guy, but I can do the weight cut because I'm, I'm focused on the health of the athlete. Mm-hmm. That's why. And I, I do say we're the only team with a hundred percent success ratio. Every other team or no other team has our success. We've never had an athlete ever miss weight. And we've worked with the worst of the worst. Hendricks seven times. Alves seven times. Rampage. Hendricks, a guy that notoriously had hard weight cuts, right? He missed 85. Yeah. You know, we got Kelvin Gastelum, that 170.00 championship weight after he cut from 85. Right. I mean, you guys know, those are some big dudes that had some weight cutting issues. We got them down every single time. And I think it's because we were so focused on them staying healthy and not harming them. Rule number one, do no harm, right? And then, of course, we have the science, we have the experience, and there's, you know, these other, you know, factors that that I think we have that go into it. And that really just helped kind of grow the thing. And then what you were saying before, then, you know, the UFC, Lorenzo Fertitta taps me on the shoulder. They have this concept for this program, and they felt I was the guy to do it. And I was like, I'll write the program. I don't want to be the dude on camera. I said, I'm not some on TV fitness dude jumping around with like the, you know, you know, bleached hair, or whatever, you know, that's, and that's like the P90X stage. And Landry's like, Tybo, yeah. Tybo. It's like, you're the guy. It can't be like, you're the guy. It can't be anybody else. It has to be as real as it gets, right? That's the thing. So, like, how can we have anybody else except for you? Because you're the guy. And they know 
behind the scenes. You're not an introvert in any way. Why wouldn't that appeal to you? I don't enjoy that, right. and I didn't see myself as that. Right. Like, like I don't want to be on a, a, like a TV guy. Like, I'm glad I did because it worked out and it challenged me in in, in very specific ways. Um, I didn't think I could do the best job in that role. I thought, hey, there's there's better looking dudes with with very aesthetic physiques that have the experience. I had never done that before. Now, I can get up and speak in front of thousands of people. I do lots of military tours and all that stuff and speak to schools and all that. I don't care. I mean, about that. That's easy. I just didn't think I was cast well for that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Then they're like, all right, well, you know, go to L.A., go to West Hollywood, go up to the hills and, and meet the director and some of the producers. And then let, let's see what they think. I'm like, Fuck. All right, I go up there. And I got like my, my little sizzle reel. Here's a bunch of different you know exercises to be working out. And... It's like a casting couch episode. <laughs> and I walk in, and it's like, you know, three ladies, you know, one black dude who actually happens to be Kendall Hogan. If you guys ever paid attention to the ESPN fitness show, he was this skinny black dude doing like all the workouts on like ESPN back in the early days, right? So, and I was like, holy shit, like Kendall Hogan. And he's like, hey, like, you know, it was just like surreal, right? Um, and then they're like, all right, you know, take off your shirt and uh, work out. Yeah, <laughs> awkward. I'm in there like a polo shirt, like yeah, jeans. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, take off your shirt, work out. Let's see what you got. I was like, this is fucking weird. Yeah. Like, and that's, I, I was almost that's like. when you knew this I, isn't for me? I was like, this is not for me. Yeah. Fuck you. But I'm like, I'm here. Like, let me just roll with it and see what happens, right? And I have my boundaries for sure. And I kind of, you know, presented did that. And she's like, you're a people pleaser. I was like, excuse me? She's like, no, that's actually a good thing. You're actually trying to do a good job right now. It's like okay, and yeah. like kind of, she's like, all right, great, like you're in, like Kendall, you take care of him now. So that was kind of like that thing, and then Kendall became my like my coach to like teach me how to be that on camera guy. There's a lot that goes behind the scenes with that. Is like the way you cue, everything's on the opposite side because the person right. facing to their right side. So I show my left side, and I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking to you. Right. There has to be a right. individual connection. Like this whole kind of you know weird thing, which was awesome. So I really appreciated that. Go through that in in many ways. Like I was very much beloved by the MMA community before that. And then when that happened, people were like, oh, that's us. How much is this motherfucker getting paid? (laughs) And that kind of reared its ugly head. Then all of a sudden, articles about me doing well were like, Ronda Rousey looked bad on the scale. It's like, dude, she had dark shadowed makeup. Like bags on her, like... It, there's this weird thing and the media kind of turned against me yeah. and a lot of the fighters also did i didn't change i didn't do anything different like i'm the same exact dude but all of a sudden i started getting trolled and a lot of negativity negativity towards me and i didn't understand it at first i was like oh well, you know this is kind of a cool thing it's an accomplishment like you know kind of like you know really humble like wow lorenzo fertita fucking thought i was good enough to do this like holy shit this is crazy but that kind of really turned, and then I got a little, like, hardened. I was like, all right, these motherfuckers out here, like, in the, the MMA world, they have this negative opinion of me. They don't know me. Like, people talking shit about what our diet program actually is, people making drug al- allegations about me or about our athletes, like, you know, dickheads like fucking George Lockhart and these other assholes just making up shit to try and steal a little shine. For those of you that don't know, George Lockhart is essentially... Another Mike Dolce. That's no. basically the same thing. No, 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 no. George Lockhart is a wannabe version of me who wishes. Well, he trains he, athletes, is what I meant. Who so, wishes right. he had right. 10% right. well, sure of you're... the credibility I have 
in my opinion, he's a fucking terrible human. He's a horrible representative. And to my knowledge, he has the worst record in all of MMA for athletes missing weight and being hospitalized under his care. And that's something that I think is important. For people that didn't understand, I just basically want to... He does train athletes, right? He tries. Yeah, 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 he yeah, tries. Yeah, well, he, he, yeah. he tries to get paid by athletes through any means right. necessary, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And there's a lot of smoke and mirrors behind that. But guys like him would falsify statements to drum up press yeah. and media hits to gain attention using my name. And there's lots of them. PR Cole was one, and there's a bunch of other names I can think of of, of right now, but it doesn't really matter, who they tried to use as an opportunity to build their business. And I... I created the niche nobody was doing what i was doing nobody did it to the level nobody had the success and all of a sudden people realized like wow that's actually an industry and i kind of opened that door now guys like phil deru and and you know tony ricci or dr andy galp and there's other great coaches out there that i like and i respect and i want to see them do well and they all kind of give me that like and I, I don't want it but they're like man like dolce was kind of the first one in here he kind of blazed the trail which kind of opened the door for these other coaches to kind of get in and do it. And that's after like a five-year turn of me battling other coaches, talking shit, athletes and teams and agents and managers, like other skills coaches, all of a sudden they had an issue because everyone's, you know, counting your money. Yeah. You know how that goes, right? I'm, I'm successful in business. I've always been successful in business. I'm more successful in businesses outside of MMA and, and nutrition. I have a real estate company and all these other things that I do. So... Once people kind of understand that, their perception changes, and it's not about the work anymore and the intention. And that's what I kind of thought. And kind of to wrap this up now, so now it's like, you know, 2014, I'm already four-time World MMA Trainer of the Year. I'm already, you know, kind of as high as I could be. And I'm already, now I'm losing money by working with athletes. They're not paying me as much as I'm getting paid. Sports Illustrated featured you in an article, right? Yeah, Yeah. the most sought-after coach in professional sports, they said. Not just MMA, they said professional sports. So I have a roster of athletes in all sports and Hollywood and CEOs and heads of state that we work with. And we fucking produce results, right? I get phone Is it calls. Possible from, for you to teach Frankie how to breathe out of his mouth instead of his nose, <laughs> so we can hear you talk. Or? <laughs> I know, you know, like you said, the inflammation from eating. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, that's right, right? Yeah, yeah, Dying yeah, down, yeah, and you start putting yeah, the, yeah. the, you know, I'm trying the I'm challenging trying. food. <laughs> my, my fucking co-host Darth Vader over here. For real. For real. <laughs> I like. I've been putting like Mike away. Nice. <laughs> um. I lost my, my, sorry, my track there. No, I love you, pal. Just couldn't couldn't hear well over your nose, <laughs> your, your <laughs> nose breathing. <laughs> nice. Um, so don't know where I was. Sorry, pal. No, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right, right. But I think kind of that whole picture is is kind of like the, the course of the career. How did I get to like here right now, where we are, kids? Right, yeah. and it's like, hey, time to transition out. I can't do any more of the MMA stuff. I'm not. I don't want to delegate what I do. I'm not going to train other people specifically because they're not going to do it with the same integrity that I have. And that's my issue with a guy like George, right? Yeah. Not to you know touch his name too much, but there's an integrity that goes into this. People's families are trusting us to take care of their husband, to take care of their wife. The athlete's career is on the fucking line. Their next paycheck, their mortgage, like everything is on this. And to just be so dismissive or so and so ignorant and to not care, to not put 100% of your attention into ensuring success, that is unacceptable in this field, in my opinion. So I never work with more than five full-time athletes a year. How could I? You fight three times a year, that's 15 weeks, plus one at least one training week. That's I'm gone 
30 weeks out of the year, plus a little bit more. I do have a family that I'm kind of never seeing. So that got me to the point that it was, we're going to have kids now and I'm going to be home. Like I'm going to be waking my kids up and making pancakes. I'm picking That's what brought you back to Belmar? That's what brought us back here, back east. That's what kind of transitioned me. And once our athletes started retiring, guys like Chael and, um, you know, Rhonda and kind of, you know, go through the list of the athletes, we didn't take on Because you said the name. How was it working with Rhonda? I mean, she kind of gets a reputation of being a little rough around the edges, but how was she from a personal? I've never spoke to anybody personally that worked with her. Rhonda could make, would make tying her shoes look violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, she's just that type of chick. But Her stare down is... This is the best in the game. She means it. Yeah. Right? But super sweet. Yeah. Super professional. Super hardworking. Like, if she was supposed to eat 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock I call her 11.03, she's chewing. You know, like, if she's in the pool at 5.01, like 4.59, you hear the splash. She's that She's that athlete. She's Olympian, right? right. You don't get to that point right. by cutting corners. Never cut corners. And, uh, you know, she did what she did. I still think she's the greatest female mixed martial artist of all time. Yeah. Others will go on to have different records, of course. But Ronda did what no one else had done up until well, she that She certainly point. paved the way for the rest of yeah. them. No yeah. question. I yeah. mean, no question. First, she's definitely. the Hoist Gracie for female yeah, for MMA sure. fighters. Sure. No question. Yep. Yep. And, you know, so I think that was great. And what she's done since then, yeah. she really like crossed over. That's fucking hard yeah, to yeah. do, man. Like oh, yeah. hard to oh, do yeah. what she's done. And now she can write her own checks and do whatever right. she wants. And that's, I think, what we're all trying to do. Right. right. Yeah. Get to the point where you make the calls. You can do whatever you want. We talked about that a little bit. I, I'm not hating on Ronda Rousey at all for transitioning over. I don't watch it. I've never really been into wrestling at all. So I don't watch it. I wouldn't say I was a fan. I was certainly a fan of her when she was in the MMA ring. Sure. But, you know, I even posed the question to Frankie, like, would you fight Jake Paul? If fucking to put food on your table, you'd do a lot of fucking things, you know? And and Jim Miller was in here, and I, you know, threw the question at both of these guys. And, you know, they're both unassuming guys you would never think would do that. Like, sure. they just, I can't see Frankie fighting a YouTuber, but... To put food on the table, you mean you do you do a lot of things? Yeah, shit, I might fight Jake Paul. I'd probably lose, but Jose Canseco, bro, let's yeah. make it happen. Jose. He just fought. He just fought. He took a did, dive. Did he? Took a did dive. It? Yeah, ten second dive. Did a you long know, time ago, he he's he got how much he made. Uh, when I was supposed, ten second dive. When I was supposed to do it, it was all to charity. Okay, this wasn't charity. How much? This is the barstool. So okay. it's like Portnay put out. He made five hundred thousand dollars to to. To, for for the event, no matter what, five hundred, and then he got a piece of the pay per view. It was the most pay per view they ever had. Wow. So for ten seconds, he made a million dollars. Wow. Well, when I when, I, when it was offered up to right. me, good yeah, for him. Hey, when it was him. offered up to me, but to, to fight dig a dive, him. to dig a dive, I have I have I have a problem with that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a little problem with that. Yeah. That's, oh, you think yeah, he did it on purpose? Then that's I mean, uh, ten. I seconds, didn't watch bro. it. I got now I, I got now, it, now I got to Google it. But booty fight back when I was was big like that. No, Sammy Sosa. They they. Like it was me. like the guy Billy or something, right? One of the intern, intern from Barstool. <laughs> well, so then, so then, why would he take a dive, dude? Because he made fucking million dollars. It don't matter. Why get hurt? He obviously doesn't care. Right, but you would take reputation. a dive if you were fighting a badass, right? And you don't want to get no, you injured. Take a dive. You, you don't take a dive because you're fighting. You take a dive because you, you guaranteed the money, right? I guess. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I I, Paper view's already been bought. But. Listen, he. At, so you would take a dive if you, only if you were scared? No, I would never take a dive, okay. ever. I would either not do it because I felt like, you know, for whatever reason, I could not fight up to the potential or could not work a full-time job and have two kids and invest the time. There's no fucking way I would ever... Bro, I trained with you for a little bit. Well, I, I don't think I was ever a fucking pussy or a bitch or ever bitched out. Not not that I was ever, you know, on a pro level or anything like that. But 
If I was in the ring fighting somebody, I would be prepared to do it. You know what I mean? But I yeah, never. But, I mean, honestly, you're, you only have to be so prepared to fight Jose Canseco. Well, I you agree. Know but the guy, <laughs> or, listen, or listen, Billy the fucking listen, intern. Well, you know what Jose Canseco is that prepared. Jose Canseco. And you're guaranteed to make 500000 Jose Canseco now is a lot older than when it was offered for me to fight him. He was just out of his baseball career, and he was probably still juiced to the gills. Not well, that he, well, not that he's well, a good fighter. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I, I, I thought about it. But then I was like, I, I, I have to fly literally on my own dime to wherever it was, Ohio, and I don't get to keep a dime up. Dude, this. I would have cornered you, bro. Yeah, it been great. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. he would have took a dime again back then. <laughs> Me or him? Him. He oh, would have probably. I, yeah. I would listen. I'm not saying I would have won, but I would have been there for the fight. I would have showed up and fought. No question. <laughs> That'd be cool for the resume. Yeah, yeah. Tell the grandkids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll have to get them in. The it was like season Dolce one of Jersey yeah. Shore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, let's do it. <laughs> I was probably in the best shape of my life back then, too, so I probably, probably. Was that, that was about that size? It was about that size, yeah. Damn. About that, about that size. You're always this size, though. No. Well, no. I mean, no. I mean, When I first moved here, you wouldn't even recognize me. No, yeah, I know you were yeah. a little, little fucking beanpole. That was a beanpole, bean yeah. So I was, I've been... Between 240 and 250 probably for the last, I don't know, I joined a gym and I'm going to say for the last 15 years or so, I've been, I, I think 240 is like my comfortable weight. I'm six foot four. I like to be 240 because I don't have a belly. 250, I mean, people get out of your way when you're 250, but I don't like the way I look with my shirt off, you know? Mm. You getting so. blood work done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have a cardiologist. I, I okay. currently am on 10 milligrams of amlodipine. So, yeah, okay. I got a little What's hypertension that? going on. Yep. It's, it's hypertension yeah. medicine, you know. Can you fix that probably through, through well, probably, yeah, yeah. Diet, most right? likely, or, most yeah. likely. Yeah, we can't out, say right? fix, but yeah. we'll say most likely improve yeah. and most probably reduce Regulate dosage. it. Since my off. blood pressure isn't off the charts and I'm what on a it? low dose, I forget it. Sometimes, I mean, now that I'm on the amlodipine, it's pretty much spot on unless... I notice that if I have a fucking day where I'm just fucking stressed or yeah. fighting with the ex or so, you know something, yeah. and I go in there and they take it. I mean, that's that's how quickly my dude. It's you got to your asshole, it's man. Daily, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll fix it. But on a normal day, it's yeah. regulated with the ten milligrams of amlodipine, which isn't a high dose at all. But strong, I would would I love to get off it completely? Of course, I would. Strong man. suggestion yeah. is always ask your doc, doc. What do I have to do to get off this? Yeah, yeah. No matter what med you're on, always ask your doctor. Right. Push your doctors. Follow their advice, of yeah. course, but push them to get you back to baseline, get you back to normal, get you off the meds. Because once right. you're on a med, doses always go up. They almost never come down. Right. And usually they start adding extra drugs. Right. And then you have to take drugs to mitigate the side effects Correct. of the drugs you're on. Right, right. And you're too young for that. Yeah. So it's like, Doc, what do I need to do to get off this? Yeah. Like, hey, Rod, you need to lose 20 pounds. You need to start. Most docs told, don't know that stuff. Get off simple, social media. simple, yeah, oh, social yeah. media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay off reality TV. The simple uh, answer to that was really a two-part thing. He said, "Don't take pre-workouts if you go yes. to the gym. Yep. Stay off pre-workouts. Coffee, bro, and cardio. Yeah. Cardio. Yeah, if you instead of going to the weight and lift heavy weights, he's like, I could tell you lift it. Do more cardio, which but, is but definitely it's, something. Isn't, I isn't like here's this a lot of people. I mean, you, you you know better than I do, but a lot of people think cardio, cardio lose fat. Isn't lifting weights probably better better for losing fat? Building muscle, in my yeah. opinion, is the yeah. best way to burn body yeah. fat, right? Because the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn. Cardiovascular activity is important, but there should be a good blend, and you should also focus on low intensity. We talk about exercising your heart, and you're walking, exercising walking, your heart yeah, walking, if you're getting that aerobic base, right? 
and then high intensity, but also metabolic resistance matters. You know, hurt training, they say, high intensity resistance training. You have a nice blend of lists, low intensity, steady state, miss, moderate intensity, steady state, hit high intensity interval training, then hurt high intensity resistance training. You're hitting each one of those twice per week in some way, more of the lower intensity because you can do it more often without getting hurt and less of the high intensity. So interval training once or twice a week, high intensity resistance training eh, two to four times a week. The low-intensity stuff, man, you can do that, and you probably should do it almost every day. So if you could offer the average, not not a fighter, not someone yep. like Frank, right? the average person, I consider myself to be the average person, although I, I do feel like I've made the gym a lifestyle as yep. best as I can, but the average person out there, whether it be male, female, you know, works a 40-hour week, yep. got two kids at home, has yep. limited time to make it to the gym, um, you know, has, has access to a kitchen, which all of us do, and access to a, a food market, what is your, what would be your general advice to them if they just wanted to live a healthier lifestyle? I'm not saying I'm saying they're they're built average. They're not 400 pounds. They're not. They just want to live a healthier lifestyle to live longer. The average person right now is 20 to 40 pounds overweight. So that's the average person. We'll say they're about 30 pounds overweight. And most people need to lose twice the amount of weight they think they need to lose in order to look the way they want to look. Right, so the girl who wants to fit in the dress or look good on the beach, or the guy in the board shorts and the tank top, double the weight you think you have to lose that's what you actually have to lose to look that way doesn't mean you have to look that way but that that's double just so everyone understands that now there's four pillars there's diet there's exercise there's proper rest and stress management those are the four pillars of health and i could kind of debate which is the most important sleep or stress management diet is actually third and then exercise is actually last now the first three are very important together so it's not like a wide like food doesn't get blown away but your food doesn't have to be perfect your stress management does Mm -hmm. and your sleep does yeah sleeping less than six hours i probably struggle with most that might be and that's kind of the easiest thing to fix is what we say is nine hours before you have to wake up go to bed go to bed like hanky panky with the girl scroll the gram that's like you know hour nine to eight and then you're going to be guaranteed seven and a half to eight hours of sleep a night. Get your ass in bed nine hours before you have to wake up. Netflix will be there tomorrow, right? All your shit will be there tomorrow, but then wake up on time and try your best. You go to bed early enough, you wake up without an alarm clock. That is a big stressor, yeah. right? So let's get that out of your life where you're just waking up. Ah, oh, your body's naturally waking up now instead of like, fuck. No matter what, we got people, you know, fucking military operators, emergency medical responders, like split shift workers, long haul truck drivers who work with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't fucking matter, man. Nine hours before you have to wake up, go to bed. Make I it think, that simple it, to start. And which isn't a problem, I think, for most people, but I think what is super key is turn off all electronic devices because that, that, you can go you can go to bed nine hours early, but if you're standing there staring at your phone, you're not sleeping. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that's that's key. That's important. And I give myself that that time where like I'll scroll in and you know, Instagram, check out some fucking YouTube stock stuff or whatever it is. And it's like I got fifteen minutes to figure out what the fuck I'm gonna just, you know, binge on yeah. and then it's off. Then it's bedtime. Eyes you know, eyes shut, go into my little trance, fucking fall asleep. All of a sudden I'm awake again and naturally awake, right? Yeah. That's the way to transition out, in transition out. But you mentioned something also. What we try and do is we try and shut off the overhead lights. We go to like kind of low, you know, floor lamps in the house. Got some candles going. We, we start to like dim everything down as the sun goes down. And that's a little kind of like borderline, you know, like hippie, fucking hokey pokey. But it's, ac- it's, it's very accurate also. There's a very calming effect sure. 
to that. You know, the volume on everything goes down a little bit, get the kids in their jammies. You know, we all got our little jammy routine and getting the kids ready for bed. Kind of create, cultivating that routine where this helps you transition from one stage to the next stage, right? You know, you don't just fucking wake up. Fuck, I got to go and do this. Man, that's a horrible day, no matter what it is. Stress management. You got to fucking pay your bills on time. Manager and this people are like why the fuck is a fitness dude talking about finance? Yeah, yeah it's true because it's stress, man. It's true, yeah. Income versus outgo, right? That that's yeah. the number one thing people need to fucking focus on. Get out of debt. Get all this stuff off. We talk about that. I won't bang on it here. It's a huge stressor though. You got to get your fucking money right. Income versus outgo. Manage your fucking finances. Pay your bills on time. Pay your bills early. Like I try and pay my shit a year in advance. I automate every single thing I can. It runs out of a separate account. I don't even have to think about it. I make sure it's funded every quarter. We're fucking good to go. Whatever I can pay far in advance, fucking done. I I am programmed exactly like you because I stress my ass off if like a bill's coming up and I'm like wondering out. But some of the most relaxed people I know are people that don't fucking pay their bills and have the worst credit score ever. And there's they're, they're not relaxed. They're fucking really. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> who's who's you know? I, to be fair, I have a zero credit score. And that's something I, I speak about also. I'm, I don't even show up on the fucking credit list. No, no le- leaves. Because no you loans. never established it and you just always paid everything? I buy everything for cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cars, my house, yeah. my fucking everything. No yeah. credit, no nothing. And How does that behoove you, though, to live in the world we live in now where you can't buy a house unless you have credit, unless you're paying cash? And how many people do that? If you bought your house cash, I'm, I'm impressed. But all my house is cash. Did you really? All my investment property is cash. Wow. I drove a 1992 Buick for seven fucking years when my buddies were driving Land Rovers. Oh, yeah. They're still fucking paying lease payments on nice Land car, Rovers. By the way. I know that car. 92 Buick. Oh, it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I fucking my grandfather it. had that car. Yeah. Sweet, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. And I sold it to a single dad yeah. who was riding his kid to school on a fucking moped in my neighborhood. And I would have, I probably would still have it today. That's awesome. But got rid of that. And, you know, I, I don't say this, this is a little humble brag right now, but coming from where I came from, I said earlier in the show, my home was foreclosed on. I saw it. Yeah. Foreclosed on, knocked down, turned into a fucking parking lot. Still, once or twice a week, I go and I stand in the parking spot because it's in my town. So I stand in the parking spot that my bedroom used to be just to kind of remember where I came from. And I live on now the nice street in my town in a multi-million dollar house that I fucking bought for cash. Good for you. It's because of this work ethic. And a lot of people are like, Dolce, that's impossible. If this dumb motherfucker could do it, right. honestly. If this motherfucker could do it, why can't other people? Well, starting off small is hard for a lot of people. Most people don't don't want to start small and build. You know, I mean, most people want Amen. to. Most people want to max themselves out to the hilt and have a nice house, but be maxed out every month to pay for it. You know, that shit doesn't work. Yeah. Long term, it doesn't work. You know, two thousand eight crisis. We know yeah. what happened there. Pandemic just happened last year. I know a lot of good people who lost their fucking businesses because they were over leveraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many and most people actually did because right. they were in debt. Right. These I would rather live in a, in a fucking six hundred yep. square foot studio apartment for six hundred dollars a month right. than to have a, a, a four bedroom. I would house. not disagree with that statement at all. Yeah, not at all. That's the attitude. And with that, and this is I, I run a, a, a certification course, and it's a, it's a fitness conference. We actually teach coaches how to run businesses like I do. I think I've done a pretty good job in building, you know, 20 plus years inside the fitness industry. We have a global brand now and all this shit we got going on. I try and teach coaches how to do. I started in the gym for fucking slanging weights, holding the clipboard, $20 a session, chasing people all day just to get paid, right? Started there, been through it, did it. How do you come out the other side? Well, you become very intentional with your decisions. You're aware of the results of those decisions, become very mindful again, but it's, it's that slow and steady. And you go through the lean times, right? You live in a little $600 a month apartment, which I did in Portland, Oregon. Rode a fucking bike to work or to the gym. My wife had the car and she was making her you know, little money doing her little job. Oh, so you got to ride or die. Your wife's been with you since you didn't have... 20 years, man. Good for you, man. Yeah, 20 years. Good and I think 
Hopefully that's indicative Frankie, of character Frankie, also. Frankie got a ride or die, too. Me, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Keep hanging out with this guy, man. It rubs off, right? <laughs> it, it, I think that's a strong point for me also. Yeah. You know, it's you have that relationship. I think it's, it's certainly indicative of, of my values, maybe, and, and of course hers, but there's something that goes with that. Yeah. And, and you know, everyone's situation is, is a little bit different. But we're talking about the people at home. Man, you got to get out of debt. Yep. I, I listen to Dave Ramsey show I've all the time. I've never heard somebody in your position, somebody that's in, in the, you know, the the fitness trainer or, or, or dietary world or whatever. I've never heard anybody ever say that before, but it makes total sense. It really does. It really does. Fucking black belt, yeah, homie. Yeah. Most yeah. people don't even know yeah. this shit. They, they think they know what we do, but they have no idea. Yeah. They have no idea because we are at that fucking ilio level out of respect, you know, to not cross the, the streams too much. I've been doing this for so long at such a high level, so focused with so many Petri dishes around the world, right? Mm-hmm. Work with the greatest athletes for decades now and high-level operators in, in industry, right? And to have all that data, to have all those experiences, and I just constantly applying the scientific method. We learn from it, we move on, and then we test again. We learn from that, we move on, we test again. Where I sit now, I see it's these levels of stress is what stand in the way of people eating the chicken and the quinoa. It's because their fucking bills are fucked. They're, they're, yeah. They don't take the time to sit down and say, hey, baby, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's going on with you and your day? You know, and to, like, connect with their wife or their husband and, and see what their kids are doing. Dude, your kid's on the fucking iPad for four hours. You don't pop in and see what they're doing? Right. You don't, like, you know how good we're all dads in this room, right? right? You don't take the time to do that, to go and, like, rake your neighbor's leaves, to, like, just put that goodwill yeah. out there into the community. Man, this stuff, in, it, to me, it matters. And I, I could be totally fucking wrong. And I could be completely living in this false reality. But all the data shows that I'm not. And all the data supports this idea. I don't know about raking your neighbor's leaves, but at the very <laughs> least, be neighborly. You well, know what I mean? Yeah. I if mean, you uh, wake up every day and you like your neighbors, you're in a less stressful environment, you know? I got, I got some old neighbors. You know, around. Roger's a dick. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I do have one asshole neighbor, but everybody else I get along with really well. Rake his? Is it her, him or her? It's a her, and she hates everybody in the neighborhood, not just me, so. Yeah, Random act of kindness yeah. might might turn yeah, the table. Yeah, yeah. She right might not have got that hug she needed rake. when she was a little girl. Yeah. Here she is, seventy <laughs> years later, acting out as a result. But when we talk about that, we, you get all your houses in order, and, and how you do one thing is how you do everything. That's the way it should be. So mm-hmm. if you're amazing in one area, you better fucking be amazing in every other area right. and apply that same skill because you've proven you can already do it. Yeah. Now sometimes people they they cheat their way into success in one area, and it's all facade. The dude with the fucking, you know, the, the big house with the big mortgage and the fucking lease cars in the driveway and the maxed out Amex card and, you know, the fucking, the fake ass rolly or whatever it's out. We all know that. That's a house of cards. That's going to collapse. We know that story. Maybe he dies of the heart attack, stress related at 52 years old, whatever. Old lady fucking leaves him because she's sick of the bullshit. However that goes, that's, that's a very cliche story. So we like to just dial things back and make life simple. It's, it's, it's already crazy enough, right? Yeah. Tone things down a little bit, make it easier. So stress management, sleep, we covered that. Exercise, do something you like that challenges you. Go for a walk, touch the mailbox, come home. Go to the next mailbox the next day, come home. Start there. Like It doesn't like have that. to be hard. It's good right? advice, yeah. Super easy. And then food. Food is probably the easiest. Don't be a dickhead. Are you being a dickhead right now? Should you be eating that right now? 
After I just had a beer. You don't, yeah, right. Yeah. But I'm saying, you don't need me to tell you that, yeah. right? You can pretty much, like, now you want to fucking, you know, make, you know, 146.00 at 404 p.m. on a Friday. Well, maybe you need to bring somebody in to help you with that. Like, you, you want to get that, you know, 4.7% body fat and be the fucking sexy, you know, sexy gal shaking her ass on the boat that one weekend in the summertime. Sure, you can hire someone to do that. But the vast majority of people, just don't be a dickhead. Right. Eat the things that you know you should. Some people are just genetically gifted too. You know, genetics is a huge part of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. That I think you know, if you're not genetically gifted, you have a little. You have, not even a little. You have a much tougher path ahead of you. You know. Um. But everybody has to put work in. You know, whether you whether you have genetics on your side or don't. You know. Absolutely. So, so and, and everybody has their strong suits too. You know. So yeah. Frankie's never going to be an ear model, for example. <laughs> no. <laughs> You know, nope, you never know. Nope. Rogers never <laughs> might be a. What, here we go. Here we go. Calf model. Calf? <laughs> Calf model. Yeah. <laughs> he's not gonna. He's not gonna fucking sell any pumps tonight. <laughs> oh man, I was gonna say you'd be a good. Uh, what are those jeans? Like stretchy jeans? What are those? Oh, skinny like, jeans? No, man. Jeans. You'll never catch me with yeah. pairs of skinny jeans. Fuck it. What do you mean, bro? Those jeans are screaming right now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I don't have big legs, buddy. And I train them. I don't skip like that, but I'll never I'll never be a skinny jean guy. I can't see you with skinny jeans on either. You a skinny jeans guy, Mike? No. no. I'm, I'm sweatpants. These are about most of the jeans I wear right <laughs> yeah. now. You know, sweatpants for life. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh what else, Frank? What else we got? No, man, Mike? this was great to hear. You know, I think, um, you know, obviously, you know, not even for fighters, just for the, the layman, you know what I mean? Like, that. that's, just keep it simple. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, obviously, it's easy for me to say, I fucking, I, this is my life, you yeah. know what I mean? You're, I, you're I, a different I train, animal, man, of course. I work, I, I work out, Three I different eat, weight I, I, classes, I, for, man. for my it's life, crazy. you know what yeah. I mean? But for the just the person that's just at home, I mean, you know, it's it's little little things. That's and, it. Uh, but you said, I think that the sleep and the stress is big. Sure. People don't realize that, yeah. you know? And that's what kills me, this whole, with this, bring it back to the coronavirus. I'm like, oh, he was healthy, he was healthy. I'm like, why was he healthy? If you're, you're not healthy because you're not sick. Yeah. If you're not eating right, sleeping right, not stressed, and tr working out a little bit, you're not doing all four of those things, you're not fucking healthy. That's right. Am I right? You're damn right. In, in reality, though, right now in the time we live in, I mean, fucking everybody's a little stressed, man. You turn on the news, you're stressed. I don't, I don't watch the news don't anymore. Don't turn on get, the news. I right? know, yeah. I agree. You know, but social media, even if you just scroll, that's kind of become the new news. Yeah, and it's it's hard not to have some level of of stress in your life. I mean, just it's the world we're living in now. You know, so you know, for me, that that hits a little home because I know that that is one of my battles. I struggle with stress. I do. Mm -hmm. I always have my entire life, and I and I there's a lot of things I could do to work on it, and I and I sh I shouldn't just talk about. It. I have children, yeah, you know, so I shouldn't just talk about it. I sh I shouldn't, and and uh, and I, I I will. Walking but, um, as as a quick aside, like walking outside does wonders. Really, just thirty minutes a day. It's one of my favorite things to do. I do nope. it often with my kids. We go, oh, we find like a new place. I call it Explore New Jersey. We go all around. I saw I your love. your Cape May post. Yeah, 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 awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love just just going finding new places, and oftentimes it's finding a park and and hiking it. You it's know, so best thing. Ever. My kids got little legs; they can't go too fast, so it's pretty much walking. But nice. Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, get out and move, man. That's that's a big thing for the average person. Just yep. get out, get outside. I agree. Cold day, bundle up, go for a walk. No podcast, no outside stimulation, and just go uh, be with yourself for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm I down do. with that. Nothing like fresh air, man. Nothing no. like it. Which you can't really get in New Jersey, but <laughs> some my fucking neighbor rolls up on me. He's like, like, "Hey, you remember, you know, Joe Smith? I don't want to say the name." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, he's dead." Yeah. 
<laughs> cancer. He's like, ah, but you know, you, you live in Jersey, you're gonna get cancer anyway, so yeah. fuck it. Like, yeah. Just move back here, dickhead. Highest yeah. highest levels of cancer, I, I believe. I might have this wrong. I know it's highest level of autism in the entire country, but I think it's highest level of cancer. I too. think Delaware yeah. is it Delaware? Because we almost moved to Delaware. We were looking. I was looking for like tax havens coming back out of Vegas, yeah. right? And I was like, oh, maybe Delaware, close enough, far yeah. enough. And then I was saying, my buddy's like, yo, like he lives in Virginia. He's like, look up the cancer stats in Delaware. Really? Was it Three Oyster Island? Was that is in Delaware or something, right? But, what is that called? Three Creek. <laughs> they were blaming the the chicken. It's I think it's it's where three like Mile Island. Three is that Mile what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that, isn't that <laughs> well, that's Delaware? a that's a nuclear power plant. I know, is that Delaware? Though? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly <laughs> of what it was, but we <laughs> looked up the stats. It was pretty alarming. That's radiation. So. That's, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well. Just eat right, sleep right, and you'll fight the radiation the best you can. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're ready. We, we, we can beat the Rona. We can beat the, the radiation. Why not? Okay, well, Michael, thanks for coming in, man, sharing with our guests. You know, uh, obviously, you have a extensive background in this. You know, been in it for years. You know, worked with the best people, and uh, and you're obviously still doing it currently. So it's good to re- talk to our clients. We, uh, hopefully, Roger, we can get him in shape yeah, here. Soon. Yeah, to <laughs> prevent me from having a heart attack. But before we let you go, Mike, address the, the people. Tell them where they can find you on Instagram. Talk about uh, your um, your webpage too, you know the Dolce Diet and the book people, and, and the and, co- the book, and he yeah. hooked us up with some coffee. He did and and, and uh, was was the book the lifestyle the, the living lean living, living lean, lean cookbook yeah. volume two. So uh, I'm about to put my wife to that. I don't cook. I eat. You know what I mean? <laughs> As you should. Good Jersey boy. Uh, yeah, just the Dolce Diet. Anywhere you go, whatever you type in the Dolce Diet, we have an online weight loss program, four and twelve week personalized plan. The number one rated online weight loss platform created by myself, team of registered dietitians, exercise physiologists. So when people sign up for that, they directly correspond with you. Not not for this one. This is the automated version. It's okay. very cost efficient. It's fucking. It's it's incredible, right? Okay. The, the, we spent a lot of money building this. Not just because most of the programs they're template based you weigh 200 pounds he weighs 180 you get the same program Mm -hmm. ours is the same level of care that we put into every one of our private clients we spent the time to build the rule engine behind the system to make sure that every time you answer a question the formula changes so you get the most optimal meal plan down to the gram down to the ounce to every single ingredient is there for you and it's all healthy food it's not some fad bullshit this is evergreen nutrition content well vetted you know science based that is delicious right our, our meals are, are pretty spectacular that's there for everyone we, we have registered dietitians on staff people can work one-on-one with their own registered dietitian if you need that like yeah man that that's there for you also one-on-one with a registered dietitian which is awesome um i have a, a certification course and fitness conference at the end of this month the 26th through the 28th um so if people are interested in that that's at dolcediet.shop.com but just type in the dolce diet if you're interested yeah. you know i put out a lot of free content my most of the stuff i do is free i put out mostly free content all day i do live q a's on youtube on instagram um just we have 1200 articles on our website at the dolcediet.com it's all free stuff that's great, so like, man. take whatever you want, use it, and just make better decisions, man. Yeah. That's that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I, I I like your story from beginning to end, man. It makes a lot of sense, you know, with with how you ended up in this field and how it started off with you know your upbringing and your dad passing away and stuff, man. So yeah, interesting. Got a lot of insight on you today, man. It uh, made me like you a little bit more. So I've oh, already been following you, but uh, I maybe it. I'll get on that Dolce diet. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a diet; it's a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right, right baby. That's right. <laughs> Before you leave, brother, you got to sign the board. Oh, hell yeah. I appreciate that. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Check out Mike, the Dolce Diet. Um, You know, like you said, just type it in. He'll come up. So thank you, brother. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate you. Good times.